everyone, and welcome to On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me as always is Jesse. Hello. And Caitlin. Hi. And today we are going to be talking about season two, episode 17 of One Tree Hill, titled Something I Can Never Have which is a song by Nine Inch Nails. I had to watch the recap this week. Huh? It's been a while since we've recorded. It's been a while since we've recorded. So I had to watch the recap because I was like, what happened? And then the recap started and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. I watch. I'm a creature of habit. So I watch the recap and the title sequence every every time we watch. I have to. I get mad when Ben skips the recap. But I needed it this week. I, like, nothing was retained. (laughs) But it's okay, because then we started out the episode with Nikki. Yep. So we opened the episode with where we left off, which was Peyton and Jake getting home with Jenny and Nikki being at the front door. And we find out from Nikki that apparently um, Jake... In all his gallivanting with, you know, Peyton and being all romantic and shit, missed a court date about Jenny's custody. And now the judge apparently granted Nikki sole custody of Jenny. Ugh. Yay. Was, Said ever. I guess I was under the impression that she, like, set up this court date while he was not in town so that, like, he would purposefully miss it. Because I'm going to assume that's eating. probably what it was, but yeah, who knows? that's exactly what she did. Yeah. 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 She, even the way she said, well, I guess you don't have your mail forwarded to Seattle. Right. So <laughs> she's evil. Mm-hmm. Just the worst. Yeah. So we find out really that she didn't fall for the Seattle trick. She instead did kind of the smart thing, I guess, if you really want to think about it. If she wants to get her daughter back, you just get the law on your side and you do a court hearing. And yeah. Yeah. She's evil. She's not dumb. She's the worst. She is the worst. That's the thing about villains is nine times out of ten, they're not stupid. Nope. Right. Nope. Nope. Unlike the other villain we have this episode, which we'll get to because he's stupid. Between Nikki and Felix this episode, there was just I there was so much yelling in my house from me. Not from anyone else, but yeah. Uh, then we quickly cut over to Lucas, who is driving Brooke home. Um, and if we don't remember, gentle viewers, um, we found out the episode before that Brooke's dad got a job in California, so Brooke's moving, she's leaving Tree Hill for good. And right. as Lucas is dropping her off, he he just quietly and very meekly tells her, Don't go, I have to say it, don't go. And she says, well, it sucks because we're finally friends again and I'm leaving. And Brooke tells him, I really liked being the girl behind the red door. Mm. Mm. It's one of my favorite Brooke quotes. Yep. I just I love that. My house has a red door right now. And I was very excited about it. (laughs) Love it. Anyway. Love it. Has she ever referred to herself as that before? I feel like it would have been more poignant for me, at least if like it was her like cute thing i don't know no no this is the first time we hear it but okay yep so then after lucas drops off 
Brooke, um, the next morning he goes over to Keith's apartment and Keith is not there, but Karen is. She was waiting for Keith to come home and he never did. And Karen and Lucas kind of talk about the fact that, you know, he was lying to her about Keith and Jules and they kind of patch things up and they're all good now. And Keith walks in right as they're literally starting to talk about the whole thing of Dan setting Jules up with Keith and all that stuff. And Keith's just pissed that they both knew and said nothing to him, and he storms off. As he fucking yeah. should be. Right? Yeah. Like, I understand that, you know, he couldn't, he being Lucas, couldn't tell Keith for the plot, but, <laughs> ugh. Yep. It was, that's, it's just, yep. so that was hard to watch. Like, yep. yeah. it's always hard to watch Keith finding out that both Karen and Lucas knew. Hmm. Yeah. And the uh, the shitty train just keeps a rolling in because the next scene we get is Anna um, throwing some stuff into a Goodwill box that her family has. And she finds a T-shirt in the garage with red paint on it. And she kind of puts two and two together. Weird. And she realizes <laughs> and confronts Felix about the fact that he painted the slur on Peyton's locker. Yeah. Mm. I I was very confused why they included that moment, the locker mm-hmm. moment in the mm-hmm. recap. I'm like, that was mm-hmm. so long ago. Like, we have it fi- figured out for, you know, yeah, the most part, you know, like, whatever. And then she pulls that shirt out of the box. And I'm like, no, no, just mm-hmm. the villains in this show are so villainy. Just mm-hmm. like, woof. They're baddie, bad, 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 bad. Villain's got a vill, you know, but Mm -hmm. like they're so bad. (laughs) Yeah, but apparently he thinks he's justified because he tells Anna that he did it to make the rumor about Peyton this time and not Anna like at her old school, which is why then they had to move. Ugh. So he did it for her. No, no. Rolling my eyes as much as I can. Fucking toxic men like. I hate him. I hate uh, him so much. I realized at the beginning of the season really I liked him thing. because he was evil, but now I hate him because he's evil. It's fine. <laughs> fine. Yeah. Then oh, the shitty train just keeps rolling through the station, kids, because the next scene is Keith confronting Dan at the dealership about This jewels. was not shitty. This was wonderful. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not a happy scene. We'll just say that. I mean, I it, loved it. I loved every second of it. I was shouting like kill him, kill him from my couch. Like <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so Dan confirms it to Keith that yep, he set everything up and it was revenge for Keith sleeping with Deb and then Dan having the said heart attack because of the fact that Keith slept with Deb. Sure great fine, we're going to correlate those two events together. Sure why not? Whatever you need to say, Dan. And Keith loses it and literally tackles Dan across the desk. And punches the crap out of him a couple times and starts strangling him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> until two other dudes from the dealership pull Keith off. And Keith storms off for just a hot second to grab a wheel and throw it through the glass of Dan's um, office. Yep. And he says, congratulations, Dan. I have nothing left to lose. But you do remember that. Anyway. Yep. Oof. He walks off, and as he's walking off, Ben's like, Keith, he's got 
two more wheels there. You're not done yet. Keep it out. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> right? You got two more tries there, Keith. Come on. Come on. Third time's a charm. Keep keep trying. Yep. Then we go over to Peyton and Brooke, and they're at school. And they're sad about the fact, you know, Brooke is leaving. And as they're talking about this, they realize that, well, they have a solution. Brooke should just move in with Peyton because she's already there all the time anyway. So what would be the big difference? And I'm like, you're not wrong. Peyton's first solution is I'll just buy you a webcam. (laughs) Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? (laughs) Why not? Yeah. So, yeah. So Brooke goes off to go talk to her parents about, yeah, I figured it out. I'm going to move in with Peyton. And Anna comes up to Peyton and tells her, the news you found out that Felix is the one who spray painted her locker and Peyton and Anna talk about it. And she kind of tells Anna that Felix owes both of them an apology about it because he may have wrote that slur on Peyton's locker, but he was talking about Anna, whether he knew it or not. Yeah. Wrong. Mm -hmm. Then we get to the portion of the episode, which we'll cut to every once in a while that I like to call driving and reminiscing with one Nathan Royal Scott. So cute. The Nathan sad drive. <laughs> Nathan sad drive and reminiscing. Yes. Because every time he does, literally Nathan's driving and he reminisces and remembers something about Haley. And it's sad and cute and adorable. And I hated it. I loved it and hated it all at the same time. So he's driving in the rain, which flashes him back to a time when they're getting ready before their wedding reception. And they're they're just it's adorable where Haley's taking too long in the shower and so then Nathan jumps in after her and it's adorable and cute and my little Naley Stanhart couldn't take it because nah, also times there there were these two both of the episodes that we that we watched to prepare mm-hmm. for recording this week um there were a lot of one-liners that I did not catch mm. and one of them was this week when Nathan got in the shower and said, give me that head massager. Uh-huh. Or yes. shower massager or something. Yep. And I was like, oh. <laughs> that he did. That he did. Yeah. Okay, Nathan. Like, like, I was like, this is, this is a lot. <laughs> yep. Yep. We realize really that Nathan and Haley, when they got married, they made up for lost time in the Hell sex yeah. department. Sure did. <laughs> Anyway, moving on, we go to Brooke now, who is arguing with her parents about um, staying in Tree Hill. She's on the phone and Lucas and Anna or Lucas finds Anna sitting on a bench right next to Brooke, pretty much. And they're talking and Anna asks Lucas if he's told Brooke how he feels about her. And Lucas is like, why? She's leaving. And she's like, well, at least she'd know. And Lucas admits to her that he really didn't know Brooke last year, but now he kind of can't imagine his life without her. Hmm. I like them as friends. I think that was my big issue with them dating last season mm-hmm. was that they did not know each other. Like yeah. Brooke knew that he was the hot new basketball player and Luke knew that she was the hot cheerleader. And that's like all they knew about each other. Yeah. They know each other this season. I am so much more on board with uh them dating <laughs> especially if the alternative is fucking felix like come on <laughs> like, yeah yep, i'm yeah. into it i understand why you guys were into it 
are into it. So fine. I'll admit Great. wrong. <laughs> she's she's not, ladies and gentlemen, she's hopped on the Brucus train. Choo choo. <laughs> chugga chugga. Here choo-choo. we go. <laughs> yeah. So then Brooke tells Peyton that her parents won't let her stay with her because they don't approve of the fact that Peyton doesn't have parental supervision. <laughs> and they also think Peyton is a bad influence on Brooke. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Just, which I'm sorry, I'm pretty sure Brooke did that to herself because I'm sure that was a line she told her parents at some point, you know, that I didn't come up with this idea at all. Right, right. You know. But that would imply that her parents have been paying enough attention to care. That's true. Right. That's yeah. true. Which... Yeah. Is why, which I think is why this whole narrative of it'll be no parental supervision is so funny to her and Peyton. Yep, exactly, exactly. But they are interrupted by none other than Nikki, who just loves to apparently stalk high schools for people and pray. And yeah, and my favorite line that comes out of the the little back and forth that they have is something about Nikki going far away and, and or where Nikki wants to go. And Brooke says far away from me, unless you want your next period to come out of your nose. And I died. I died. <laughs> I cackled. I howled. I may have stood up and clapped in joy because it was so stupid and so funny oh, and ridiculous. It's so good. But also Nikki going, where's Jake? And without missing a beat, Brooke goes Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without missing a fucking beat, she is ready to send this bitch back to the West yep. Coast. Yep. Yeah, like not having it. <laughs> yep, yeah. Um, but Nikki tells them she brought the cops to take Jenny, and Jake and Jenny are nowhere to be found. So she's trying to find them, and you know they should just tell her where the, where they are because that would just be easier for everybody. Oof. But they don't, no. and Nikki Nikki no, skulks away so. with. Two extra police officers who, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Poor bastards who have to stuck, be stuck with her. Oh. Right? Yeah. Easy. Oh, I hate her so. It was really a toss-up this episode. Like, it kept, like. Who do you hate the most this who episode? Who do you hate the most? Like. Oh, Nikki. Still Nikki. Still Nikki. Always Nikki. But. <laughs> because because the thing is about, and we're we're about to get to this, but, like. Felix gets what's coming to him. Oh, Nikki yeah. does not. That's true. true. That's true. Speaking of Felix getting what's coming to him. Ooh, doggy. Felix is called into Principal Turner's office and Turner is having none of his shit. And I love it. He's pissed (laughs) off. He is pissed off. Yes. So Felix got caught. He's been turned in. And I also for a hot second, Felix walks into that office and I was certain it was Whitey's office. And I'm like, weird. Why would he be in Whitey's office? Uh, I would almost rather him be in Whitey's office because, you know, the ass chewing that he would have got it from Whitey would have been so much better than Principal Turner. The best. Yeah. Like, honestly, I would have killed to have seen that to have happened. It also made me wonder if they just use the same set for Whitey and the principal's office. (laughs) Very possible. Definite possibility. Who knows? <laughs> then we cut back to, oh, yes, reminiscent driving with Nathan Royal Scott. Oh. He's now in Atlanta, which brings back another flashback of Nathan comforting Haley after she gets a postcard from her parents after they left because they're they, they were in Atlanta and she was upset 
and sad because she misses her parents. And so Nathan decides, well, we're just going to take a spontaneous road trip then to see her parents. And Haley says a really sweet line of, if I have you, I have everything I could ever want. But we're still going. <laughs> see, if this was the kind of shit we got to see about their marriage mm-hmm. this whole time, I would have bitched maybe 50% less than I did. Well, that's the thing is they had to save all these flashbacks yeah. for now so yeah. we could be sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really care. Yeah. yeah I know. Yep, yep. Then we get, oh, God, I hate this. Felix and Anna arguing about the fact that she turned him in and he just says some nasty crap. And I just, I I hate Felix. I feel bad I ever said that I liked Felix. I apologize to everybody for saying that I liked him in the beginning of this season because, God, I hate him now. Yeah. He's the worst. It was just some like gaslighty bullshit, you know, <laughs> some yeah. like it was I stood up for you. Why are you turning me in now? It's like because it's not even the same shit there, Fifi. Like, come on. Please can we call him Fifi from now on? I love yes. Fifi. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. Then we <laughs> We get another one of my favorite scenes, which is Brooke coming home to some people touring her house. And there is a citified version of Brooke standing outside Brooke's house and complete with the northerner accent from Mm -hmm. I don't know if she was from Boston or like somewhere somewhere not in the south because it was like a very clear like northerner accent. Yep. Yeah. And she starts ragging about Tree Hill being such a small town. And what is there even to do here without any cute boys or anything? And Brooke turns on the sarcasm and just turns on a fake ass Southern accent and says stuff along the lines of, well, after the cousin swap and (laughs) then on Fridays, we all bathe together. So there's lots to do in Tree Hill. And the girl kind of realizes that she stepped in it and kind of apologizes. And she's like, well, it, I just I really hate the fact that we're moving. And Brooke was like, well, that makes two of us. <laughs> and then it uh, ends with Felix coming to try to talk to her and seeing the other girl. And he looks at her and he's like, who is that? And she's like, the new me and storms off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Poor girl. Uh, I they did hire some fucking comedians to write this season though. Like it's been abundantly clear, especially this episode. Just like they they hired some sh- people with senses of humor. Now, like no, yeah, it's why I love it. Why I love it so much. Yeah. Then we get Lucas coming to the cafe to talk to his mom, and he asks her about Keith, and you know. W- do you think he's ever going to forgive me for what I did? And she tells him that his heart was in the right place. And Keith will see that at some point. And she then asks him, so when, when are you moving home? And he says, well, I'm not. And she says, what? <laughs> <laughs> and Lucas tells her he's Dan's one weakness right now. He has to stay to try to take him down. Mm. Which, I mean, okay, but also, Lucas, let's not forget that he's paying for your HCM medication. You want to keep that a secret from your mom, so. Yeah. 
I mean, he's all like, a good guy about it all. He's like being 95% a good guy about it. There's just yeah. that little extra 5%. There's also the, a still slightly dubious him. reason. Uh-huh. Only, only yeah. slightly. Yeah. You know, yeah. At least he's looping Karen in a little bit, though. Like, yes. Yes. Definitely. Poor yes. Karen. Poor Karen. Poor Karen. God. Then, oh, back to another driving with Nathan segment. Yep. And this time we flash back to them trying to record their answering machine. And it's adorable. <laughs> it's adorable. But boy, howdy, like I said before, they made up for lost time when they got married in the sex department. <laughs> Either also, that or Nathan's just best memories are just him having sex with Haley. Like, yeah. We need to talk about the fact that he flashes back to them recording their answering machine because he's been calling their answering machine to listen to her voice. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. my, I just, my heart broke, man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> my heart broke for Nathan this episode. I just, uh Nathan. My baby. Ugh. Sweet baby boy. Yes. Then we get a scene with a very slightly unlikely group of people, but I kind of love it all together. It is Jake and Peyton at the cafe with Karen, Lucas, and Andy. And they're all trying to figure out a plan of how to keep Jenny with Jake. Yeah. And Andy, with his billions of dollars, offers <laughs> to hire Jake a lawyer. To so, hire Bob. Right? <laughs> to reference this. No, th- this, so this is a lawyer, so I'm sure this is Bob's cousin, Bill, right. who's the lawyer. <laughs> yes. The entire family is bankrolled by Andy. It's fine. Yep. So yeah, lawyer Bill is going to help help Jake keep Jenny. So that's what, you know, Jake's like, I can't ask you to do that. And Andy's like, I'm not asking. You're just getting a lawyer. Have fun, kid. Right. Seriously. Andy you seem important. A, yeah. Andy's such a decent dude. He like, really He any, really is. Any of the other shitheads in this television show would have gotten really, like, up in arms, like, jealous about Karen crashing at Keith's house the night mm-hmm. after the wedding. Like... Would have just really been all up in their feelings about Karen caring so much about Keith's well-being right now. But Andy's like, yeah, you guys have been friends for a long time. You do what you need to do. I'm going to help this single dad like keep his right? kid, you know? Like, this yeah. is Lucas's bud. I'm going to help him out. Like, mm-hmm. Little Lucas's yep. friends from basketball camp. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Yeah. Then we get Karen going to Keith's place and she tries to explain everything to him and apologize to him. He's kind of having none of it still. And Karen asks him if Jules really loves him, could he still really love her? And Keith tells her he'd like to find that out at some point. And Karen's like, OK, here you go. Here's the file that um, the private investigator gave us on everything that you know was on Jules. Her name's actually Emily. And then she leaves. So yeah. Yeah. Karen gives Keith Bob's dossier on Emily. Good for Karen. That was a big move for her. Like right. I yeah. I just like I feel like that just that took a lot. Because you know been... there's still feelings there because she would not have done what she did at that wedding had she still not had feelings for Keith. Right. But yeah, I just Mm -hmm. it's it's like a lot of friend feelings, though, too. It's like she loves Keith. I don't know if it's romantic. I think the show it like wants it to be romantic, but like 
any good friend would have done that too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's I, true. I believe she's in love with Andy. And I believe Keith with Keith it's complicated, but I like Andy. I want him to stay. I think so I don't want her to I think I think you're not wrong. I think you were definitely not wrong. Thanks. I'm you're smart welcome. sometimes. You're welcome. So then we go back to Peyton, who is being real mopey in her room with Brooke for with good reason. I mean, literally, she says her whole world is being ripped away from her. You know, Jake and Brooke and everybody. And she's just, yeah, Peyton feels so powerless to stop it. And Brooke, in the best Brooke way possible, goes off on this like monologue tangent of how she can fix it all by just killing Nikki. Yeah. Because if Brooke <laughs> kills Nikki, then yeah. Jake gets to stay. Brooke would go to prison somewhere in North Carolina, probably, and Peyton could see her whenever she wanted. And that also means she could get conjugal visits from Felix, which jogs Peyton's memory to go, hey, Brooke, you know how misery loves company? <laughs> so Brooke or Peyton tells Brooke about the fact that Felix wrote the slur on Peyton's locker. And then we get my other favorite scene in this entire episode, which is Brooke banging on Felix's door. The minute he opens it, she lets him have it she is on fire this i've been waiting for Ugh. this moment for so long <laughs> right for so long because she just goes off. it's honestly it's one of the i was i mean brooke gets angry several times in this series and like goes off on people but at least as far as i can remember None of them are with such fuel and vitriol and hate mm-hmm. as when she goes off on Felix in this scene. Yep. And, oh, I've been waiting for it. And also, I want to point out that for um, at the time of recording this episode, it is mid is the beginning of August, and we just released um, season two, episode four live on spotify and apple Podcasts and all that and season two episode four is the episode where we meet felix and jesse asked brody and i if felix was here to stay and we couldn't answer the question (laughs) and like there was like a deafening silence and we were both like we can't answer that right now yeah (laughs) i'm pretty sure we gave her a patented line which is interesting you definitely gave me an interesting (laughs) we did we did give you an interesting and i can tell you now jesse no he's not here to stay great (laughs) made my day yep made my day (laughs) yep then um we get lucas uh back at dan's house and he tells dan that he's staying um because technically dan did keep his promise and did not tell keith about the whole jewels thing so there's that so lucas is like well you kept your end i'm still gonna keep my end of the deal plus you're still paying for my hcm meds and i don't want to die so there's that yeah so makes sense and i gotta keep my eye on you you like super villain shit lord like come on Mm. uh he's Mm. he's playing the long game they cranked the Dan dial up to 11 the last couple episodes and yep. it oh yeah it's rough oh, yeah. it is yep. rough <laughs> yep then we go back to Nathan um and he is driving into the tour stop in Atlanta and he has another flashback to after their wedding um 
where he takes her over the threshold to the quote unquote honeymoon suite. And yeah, Nathan's like, I love how Nathan's like, we don't have to do anything. That's not why I married you. And Haley just jumps his bones. Yep. It's not the first time I wrote this note this season. What the fuck is the timeline for this wedding? Mm -hmm. Just, I don't need to know the timeline for the whole series. I know that is just an empty, like, just an empty wish. But the the wedding day, that was the day. I honestly, I honestly think because we've had so much proof of it and everyone's going to say that I'm wrong. I think they did it the morning after the game (laughs) because it is daylight in every flashback they've ever had for this wedding. Right. I think they left after the game, which was late at night to go you know, tell the parents that, yes, it's happening. We're doing it in the morning. Have fun. You're coming with us. They did it that morning. Yes, that's what I say it officially is. But I have no idea. Even though they drove up after the game to say they were going to go get married, and then the next morning they're married, it would still work, you know, because just, you know, 20 to 30 minutes after, you know, they go into the honeymoon suite, quote unquote, is when Lucas comes to say goodbye. Right. Yeah, I think it all depends. It's it hangs on when Lucas comes mm-hmm. over to mm-hmm. say goodbye, which I would so, say would be, you know, late morning, early afternoon. OK, I can I could get on board with that. OK, theory. Caitlin is still not convinced. I can tell. I just have given up. <laughs> <laughs> I've given up. I just <laughs> you finally given up on the timeline of this show. I, I say that. And I was about to say. I guarantee <laughs> at least three more times. By the end of this probably season, we will this season, <laughs> I, I will question the timeline. Yep. Yep. Anyway, yeah. So that's that. But Nathan does show up at Haley's tour stop in Atlanta. And um, he, he goes to the guy who's manning the door. And he's like, I'm here to see Haley Scott. And he's like, who? And he's huh? like, Haley James. Oh, who are you on the list? He's like, I'm her husband. So apparently they let him in. And which, that, works. that works. I have, I have gripes with this. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's the most unrealistic backstage I've ever seen in my life of a show. Absolutely. Ever. So I not- choose to believe, I choose to believe that Haley has been putting Nathan's name on the list in every city yep. just in case. Yep. That is what I am choosing to oh, believe. That's what I, like I believe that. as well. That's how he got in. That's how I, I like believe that. he got in. Yes, that his name is on <laughs> that list. There is no way on earth in any any realm on any legitimate tour where anyone with a shred of common sense would take I'm her husband as an answer. Yep. Even if he was like if he wasn't on the list. Yep. That so I'm choosing to believe that Haley was being hopeful. <laughs> same, 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 same. So Nathan ends up back in Haley's dressing room and he sees a picture of them at their, on their wedding day. Also surrounded by pictures of her and Chris. So that's worrisome. Um, but Haley finds him in her dressing room and he tells her, you know, I'm, I'm here because I wanted to see you. And he tells her that he married her to spend the rest of his life with her. And he meant it. And if that means he has to follow her on tour and do whatever she needs, that's fine. He's not going to give up on her. And I don't know if Haley took dumb pills that morning, but nothing she says is good at all. 
And she's like, I I don't know what to say, Nathan. I don't know. And maybe we rushed into things and it's, it's really hard and I don't know. And she doesn't know if she can be who he needs her to be. This is the stuff she's telling the man who drove a long ways to see her. Her husband, by the way, and she's called to the stage and she tells Nathan she loves him and she's really happy he's there and they'll talk after she gets done and she leaves to go on stage. I'm looking up how long the drive is. It's Wilmington, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wilmington to Atlanta. I he he drove to Austin. She was in Austin. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's over a day and a half. Yeah, that's Uh, a hour drive. If not longer. 19 and a half hours. Yeah. Nathan drove 19 and a half hours to see Haley. And her response is, hi, I'm really happy you're here, but I don't know what we are. Right. Haley, James, Scott. What the Haley, 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 honey, honey, honey. I know you haven't been around much, but come on. You're still the smarter one of the pair. Come on. (laughs) Chop, chop here. Come on. (laughs) Duh hell. Duh hell, Haley. Duh hell. Ugh. You left your dummy basketball player husband without his tutor. Like what? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is his he words? Not to ours. Without... His words, not ours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Also, kind of my my words. Yeah. No. He. Yeah. It's. Fine. I love him. I love him. My heart is yep. broken for him. But. Yep. yep. <laughs> I mean, he does even say whatever you know. Back at the other flashback to go back of them, you know, leaving to go to Atlanta, was you know. What about school? And he's like, well, you're a year ahead of everybody and I will be fine because I married my tutor. (laughs) Yep. I love it. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. So then we go to (laughs) Fifi and Anna. (laughs) And we find out that Fifi's parents are sending him to military school because of what he did, which good on them. I'm not going to lie. I missed that detail. I missed that detail. Nope. They're sending him to military school. That's why he's leaving. And Brooke dumped him. And he says, it's all your fault, Anna. You did this. You did this. And they argue. And finally, Anna blows up and tells him, I'm gay, you dumbass. That's how that's a direct quote. (laughs) Pretty much. That's pretty much what she says. Yeah. And he acts the exact way that we would expect and oh. basically doesn't say one way or the other if he still acknowledges her as a sister mm-hmm. and walks away. Oh, literally, like, let's let's be very clear. Like, the Felix of today, he's a Fox News watching asshole. Oh, absolutely. Completely. Like, who doggy? That's the first thing that came out of my brain was, and now he watches nothing but Fox News. There we go. There he is. Yep. God, I hate Felix. Oh, he's yeah. just the yeah, worst. He, he's a piece of shit. Like the fact that he threw the I did this for you. It's always been the two of us against the world. Like you turned me in and then she trusts him by coming out to him. And he's like, fuck you. I'm out. Yeah. You know, like with our trifecta villains this episode, which is Dan, Nikki and Felix. Felix, in my opinion, is the worst because he, oh, absolutely. he has hor- he does horrible, horrible things and has no remorse for them. But he's also much like Dan, but he's not as charismatic as Dan is to get away with most of it. Like we all hate Dan, but for some reason we still put up with Dan. 
Felix, I'm done with putting up with him. Like he well, can. He's not it. as smart as Dan. No. Yeah. No, he's not as smart as Dan or Nikki, which just makes him even worse. And he's just stupid and an idiot and evil. And I don't like it. And Felix, but- I I said earlier in this episode that most villains are pretty smart, and like mo- like that's what makes them like part of who they are as a villain is they're not stupid. Yeah. Um, I take that back. Felix is stupid. Like yeah. Felix is the reason you said most, not all. Yeah. Yeah, because like, how do I put this? If if Dan were a homophobic jackass who wrote a slur on someone's locker, he would not put the evidence in a box in his parents' garage. No, no. we find out next know. episode. Dan's really good at hiding evidence. Anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, that's a teaser <laughs> for next kids. Yeah, but yep. yeah. Anyway, moving on. We go back to Lucas and Brooke and they are going on a little nightly walk. And it's very sweet because she's, you know, taking her time. And she says, every time I see something, I think it's going to be the last time I see it. So I have to stop and take it in. And she asks Lucas what he would miss most about her leaving. And he says, I would miss the girl behind the red door. And that's just as they got to his house and they see the door to his room is now painted red. And they open it and all of her stuff is in Lucas's room. And he lets her know that he talked with his mom and Karen talked with Brooke's parents and they are okay with her staying with Karen until the summer. It's really sweet. It's really really sweet. It's so sweet. This is why I love Lucas and Brooke. Yeah. Because he does things like this for her to this point or like to this point in the series, he has never done something like this for Peyton. No, like I, and to be, to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't consider submitting her art to thud magazine on the same level of this. No, it's not. It's not at all. And it's so it's just, and I realized that yes, at that point he didn't know Peyton like he knows her now or like, or how he knows Brooke now. But like, this is the biggest romantic gesture the boy's ever done for a girl, this entire series. And it's big and it's amazing. And And it's like legit, not creepy for once. Yeah. (laughs) Even though he didn't tell her, he moved all of her stuff without telling her. But besides that, I don't don't think that that's creepy because he was trying, like he was surprising her that like you get to stay. No, I don't think it's creepy. I just want to know how the hell he did it. Like, did he pay the movers to be like, hey, yo, just uh, take it across town here. Well, because he sure as hell didn't put it in his Corvette, which, by the I... way, I believe <laughs> in the same episode that just released this week, I believe I called his car a crossfire. Uh-huh. It's a Corvette. It yep. actually... <laughs> ben is so mad. Ben has been wanting a Corvette. He's been, like, texting me pictures of Corvettes that are for sale. And he's like, can I get it? And I'm like, are you selling your Subaru? What are we driving in the winter? And he's like, no. And so Lucas like cruises away in his Corvette and Ben's like, he gets a Corvette. And I'm like, what do you want me to do about that? <laughs> he also lives in the South and has a daddy who owns a car dealership. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, do you want to be Dan Scott's son? Is that what you're right? trying to tell me? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. So Brooke is very happy and yeah, it's very sweet. Then. Oh. Um, what I was going to say before I got distracted by the Corvette, yes. um, I think 
that even him moving, like inter- intercepting all of her belongings and moving them for her isn't necessarily creepy in this instance because it was him realizing something that she was proactively trying to do for herself. Yes. Yes. I yeah. think that's where the creep factor is removed yes. from this yeah, 100%. potential overstepping boundaries of Lucas Scott. I 100% so, agree. I okay. 100% agree. Yes. I don't think it was creepy at all. I no, just I was either. stating it just in case anyone listening thought it may be. And we're like, no, 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 it's not. Trust us. It's not. Trust so, us. We are digging at- through the trash for Peyton's art. That was creepy. Yes. But he's learned. He's better <laughs> now. He is better now. Digging He's a better trash person that belongs to the girl who you watch nightly on her webcam, but doesn't know you exist. That is creepy. <laughs> Can we go back to loving Lucas for a hot second? Because seriously, I loved this that we had before instead of the calling him a creeper again. Anyway. No, he's grown. We're just pointing out that he's grown as a person. There we go. Yeah, there that's all. Great. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so Brooke's very happy. You know who's still not happy? Poor Peyton. Peyton's making some sad art. She's uh, making some really sad art. It's and good, though. It's really it's good. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good sad art. Yeah. Um, and Jake and Jenny come in, and Jake tells her he's ready to fight for custody. Um, and he tells her he's sorry that he's dragging her into all this, but last time it was just him and Jenny, and now it's him and Jenny and her. Uh, I love him. I'm sorry I made that sound. You can you can edit that out, Brody. No, that no, was, it's it's staying absolutely right where not. it is. It's staying right where it is. <laughs> yeah. That sound was yes. a lot. I I apologize to all of our listeners. No, because if so, anyone has I a heart, just... they all made that sound. Because it was. It was the most adorable, sweet thing ever. And it's like Jake and Peyton. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I just I love them. They're just, and they're so happy despite everything. Like they're so ugh. happy. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, then we get our montage moments of the episode. Starts off with Haley getting off stage, and uh, Nathan's gone. He did not wait for her, and I'm sad. Yeah. I'm real sad. So is Nathan. <laughs> Nathan's really sad. He's really sad guy. Yeah. Um, Then it's Karen um, telling Brooke that now that she's living under Karen's roof, there are going to be some rules. And Karen starts to go into these rules and Brooke immediately gives her a hug and tells her it's just like having a real mom. Karen is everybody's mom. Boop, boop, boop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Facts. Facts. And Lucas finds Keith getting ready to leave. And Lucas apologizes to him and tells him that Jules does love him. And Keith thinks Lucas should have told him the truth a long time ago. And he thought that they meant more to each other. But Keith guesses he was wrong. And Ugh. Oh, God. Uh, Keith, I understand up. that he's sad. But, but don't take it out on the 17-year-old. I really, I really hate that the Scott family trend of gaslighting people is continuing with Keith. Yep. Yeah. And it's just so much pressure to put on a teen, like someone whose brain isn't cooked yet, you know, like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. What? Yeah. Lucas asks him if he's coming back, and Keith tells him he's not sure if he has anything to come back for, and he drives off. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> like, 
Like, really, Keith? Really? 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 Oh, then we get my other favorite scene, which is Felix cleaning out his locker. And I have two words. Bye, bitch. Bye, bitch. (laughs) And I don't feel bad making this a spoiler, Jesse. We never see Felix again. Bye-bye, Fifi. Fifi, go (laughs) bye-bye. Yes. Thank God. Thank God. Never see Felix again in this show, and it makes me so happy. Good. Good riddance. Bye. Ugh. Yeah. Then we see Lucas um, watching Dan hiding something in the ceiling of his office at the dealership. Which is weird. But we see that. And we end with Haley putting away her guitar. And we find that her wedding ring is in her guitar case. And it kind of flashes between her and Nathan. And they both are looking at their rings. And she puts hers back in the guitar case. And Nathan takes his off. As he's driving away. And the episode ends. Uh, Mm. Yeah. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. So, what do we think of this episode, kids? I actually really like this episode. Me too. There's I like a lot the of way that it tie that it ties a lot of loose ends, but it also opens other doors. Mm-hmm. Like the whole like Felix thing. Yeah, he's gone. Thank fucking God. Like, but just the fact that and and the fact that he finally you know got what was coming to him because we have spent you know the last several episodes kind of just being left to believe that we were never going to hear kind of like jesse said at the beginning of the episode was and like being like i don't know why the recap included the moment where they found out that someone had spray painted peyton's locker because we've spent since that episode and it's been what four or five it's been more than five episodes now Mm -hmm. it's been a while yeah it's been a long time since that episode and so they kind of they kind of left you to believe that they weren't going to talk about it again that they weren't Mm going to touch it and i also enjoyed the character progression that it gave us with anna Mm -hmm. because yes that took a lot for her to you know stand up to felix not not just stand up to felix but to come out to felix Mm -hmm. and i'm proud of her and i I love it I love of her it. for the next two episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Anna. I think Anna is one of the few characters in the show that I wish we saw more of. Yeah. Than we end up do. And it makes me sad that we never got more out of Anna. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Cause she was really she, sweet and oh, she just brought a, a nice, like sweet dynamic to this friend mm-hmm. group, you know? And it was mm-hmm. one of those things too, where she, yeah. She's a nice platonic friend to Lucas now, and I love that. Because Lucas with his friends is always the best. Yeah. Lucas is always a great friend. He's never... He's a boyfriend? Maybe not so much. Friend? Yes. Friend? Yes. Brother? Yes. Yes. Turns out, yes. Like... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I love... I love this episode because we get... We get, like, everything we love about this show. We get funny banter. We get a lot of drama. We get some heartache. We get some really, really sweet moments and some high highs and low lows and takes on an emotional roller coaster. And I love it for it. Yeah. And just and just the fact that the show can do that in, in a 45 minute episode is wild yeah. to me. Yeah. 
Yep. No, I actually really enjoyed this episode, too. I usually, when there's so much happening in an episode, I'm usually taking notes like crazy. I did not want to stop watching. I did not want to look away to take notes this episode, so... And I think you brought up that good point of it's it's an episode that touches on every single character. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the only characters who are not in this episode are Deb and Whitey. We didn't see Minkus at all either. Oh, yeah. And Mouth. Mouth is not yeah. there either. But, you know, other than that, every other character gets a good chunk of time progressing their story in one way or Did- another. I have yeah, a question. Absolutely. During the recap, didn't we get a snippet about Brooke's window being shattered, too? Like, didn't they touch on that at the during the recap? And then well, that they just, that, she said that was she was yeah, because she was complaining about her window being bashed in, and then Peyton was like, "Shows her the locker." Shows her the locker, and is like, uh, "Why ask me that again?" Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 So yeah, Coolio. I think we can all agree we liked this episode. It's a good episode. Yeah. Anything I else wish we want? It would have gotten farther with strangling Dan. Right, that's the one regret. Don't we just, all? Yeah, we all do. We just really a little all. harder. Just like squeeze a little harder, just, just, just crush the trachea just a little bit more. Yeah, Come on. yeah. <laughs> Dear God. All right. That's going to do it for us, guys. We're going to end it there. Because why not? As always, thanks so much for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Um, rate us five stars, give us a like, all that good stuff. It really does help on the algorithms on the podcast apps um, to kind of progress us forward and make us a little more known, which is always helpful. Um, don't forget to follow us on social media. We are at On Wednesdays Pod, pretty much everywhere Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that fun stuff. And yeah, we will see you guys next week for. Episode 18 of season two of One Tree Hill. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.